What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 25 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? Uh, eh, eh, you know, that's all, that's all I got right now. Like, I don't got anything else. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm joined by our other co-host, Davi. What's good? Nothing's good. Everything's pissed me the fuck off today. <laughs> so, um... We are less than tw- about 22 hours, um, 24 hours, 20, 20 hours, I don't know. Uh, the game was last night. Uh, we're still not thrilled. Um, let's just to, uh, also, we don't have, a, we don't have a, a guest for tonight because uh, people are fucks. Um, that, that's the only way to put it. I, I schedule somebody and they don't, uh, they don't respond to my messages after messaging them. Whatever. Just we're just rocking with us three tonight. No no special guests. No uh, no rapid fire questions. No origin story. Just talking about the bullshit game that was the one zero loss at Toronto last night. Um, that loss at Toronto now brings our record at BMO Field to two wins, two draws, and six losses. Um, in our last eleven away matches, we have two wins, two draws, and seven losses. Uh, we dropped to fifth in the East on 15 points with a season record of four wins, three losses, and three draws, 12 goals for, 11 goals against. We're actually still eighth in the Shield, uh, which is pretty surprising. Uh, f- uh, with a, uh, We have a 4-0-1 record at home and a 0-3-2 record away. Uh, I, we had higher hopes coming into this match because of the opponent um, and also a, a little bit of uh, extra... Motivation with it being our former captain um, and recently departed goalkeeper from this offseason. Um, Christian, how are we doing today? <laughs> Fuck, do you think I'm doing? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm. Pr- it, it's just it's it's aggravating. It's an aggravating loss. Um, but you know, I have uh, tons of nuanced opinions that you guys may or may not like. So, you know, like, so all in due time, but, uh, you know, right now it's just, it's I, I going in, it, it was, okay, so I, I might as well just get right into it, right? You know, why not? Well, let's it, get, it's not like we have... Let's get in, let's do the starting 11 first. <laughs> uh, okay. So the starting 11... Tell me who started. The starting 11 for this match, um, Alenic at right back, the two center backs, Shannon Martins... O'Toole steps in for uh, a rotated Kufre. Um, uh, and during this away match to to uh, to Toronto, Pellegrini steps in for a missing Gabriel Pereira. Um, for those tinfoil conspiracy wearing cap hat people, um, there was rumors floating around that potentially his uh, visa issue that kept him out of the United States for the preseason. There may be something trickling down from that in terms of his ability to leave the country, um, but other people said that he picked up an injury, a, a little knock late in the late in the practice week, late in the training week, and that's what held him out of this match. I don't even I don't even know if he traveled with the team or not. I don't think he did. Um, so Pellegrini he wasn't at, in the squad. Pellegrini at right wing. Yeah, he wasn't in the squad. He wasn't even in the eighteen. So I mean, I don't know if he traveled with him or if he just stayed home. Well he, well, he was listed as out, so like, like, it, yeah. like if, if he's hurt and he's out, out, then like they probably didn't bother taking him regardless. Yeah, but even when uh, I think last season when when Morales was out, he was I think he still traveled, and even Keaton when he had the blood clots, I think he still traveled as well. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, Ledesma 
and Parks in the middle with Sands at the six, uh, Talis Magno on the left, and Santi Rodriguez at the false nine. Um, I think that's what it was. I mean, it, it, uh, it, yeah, I think that's what it was. I, don't, I mean, uh, Magno sometimes ended up in the middle. Um, uh, Santi was doing stuff. Uh, Ledesma was kind of all over the place. Pellegrini was definitely on the right. I know that much. Um, uh, and surprisingly, uh, with um, with having Elenic, who's even your starter from every game unless he's injured, um, I mean, I guess we can talk about how we opted to uh, to attack on the left flank. I guess with Gabi out, um, we decided to attack on the left and, and try to get the ball to Talis more. But via Kufre, um, or not Kufre, via uh, via O'Toole. Um, so yeah, I mean, so now that we've gotten the, the starting lineup down, uh, I guess let's just jump uh, let's jump headfirst into the misery that was this match, and let's uh, where, where, where do we want to start? Well, I'd like to start. I would personally like to start with, so let's just call it what it is. Yesterday was piss poor. Yesterday was not good at all. Um, there was a moment towards the end of the first half where it looked like we were growing into the game ever so slowly. And I felt personally, and as, as did a lot of the other people who I was in the live watch along with, uh, felt that we, even though we started off really, really poorly, um, the momentum that we carried in, in into halftime would would probably be enough for us to like figure it out in the second half. Uh, then, unfortunately, we concede seconds into the uh, uh, for like thirty about forty five seconds into the first half on a goal that I have a lot of opinions about. That no, nobody, I'm just spoiler. Nobody here in, on this pod is going to agree with my take on it. But that's whatever. We don't agree on anything. Get fucking used to it. That's the brand of this podcast. We fucking hate each other as far as our football opinions are concerned, but love each other personally. Um, but um, so I want to point out that all in all, after sleeping on it, I am not as pissed off about the result as one may think. I'm, I'm still aggravated about it, but the thing is people need to realize that the golf and quality between the starting 11, the first choice 11, and anybody who we're going to bring in, uh, like, off the bench, is vast. Uh, the the drop-off in talent from Matias Pellegrini, uh, fr- from Gabriel Pereira to uh, Matias Pellegrini, is massive. It cannot be, uh, it cannot be understated how big of a talent gap there is between those two players. And you notice that immediately. Pellegrini letting off ha- mismatched, uh, you know, you know, like, just awful shots, just like of poor quality, not linking up with Mitya Ilinich, who has been sure-handed. I don't think Mitya Ilinich himself had a very, very good game, but I do think that he was putting in a, a very good work rate performance. I do think he was doing his best to get up and down the pitch, uh, at, you know, like like with as much gusto as he could muster. Um, as far as... and. Honestly, considering that the, the deadline deal that we made this week, I think this is going to be one of the few David Lee L's in the front office because backing up Kufre, we knew that Kufre was going to need a rest at some point. We, 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 we knew that. We knew that he was going to need uh, like a rest and that he would have to be rotated eventually. Um, however, um, the thing is, uh, just 
O'Toole at left back, really? I look, now, I, I've, I've made it known that I like O'Toole. I think he's a very solid player, and I think he's an absolute steal for how we acquired him. A second-round a second MLS super draft pick, uh, you know, a draft that our team just has never taken seriously ever and just doesn't give a shit about. Uh, finding a player that became a viable starter towards the end of the last year when we needed him to be, that, that that's excellent. However, he's not a fullback. He's kind of like a wide midfield wingback guy that can play in a three-back formation. He's not going to offer you much in the way of defense. And he's really... And and and, and that's about it. And, and a back four, as a fullback, you need to have defensive jobs. And, that, and even though I think Kufre is a little bit... I, I, I've been underwhelmed by Kufre... Uh, the gulf in talent between him and O'Toole is obviously huge, and I felt like this would have been a perfect game for Amundsen to start. But for some reason, the only true left back that we have on, you know, who's first team ready was traded away in a deadline deal that I felt might have been a panic sell more than it might have been, you know, an actually well thought out one. So I think this game proves that we need depth and. Uh, and you know the summer transfer window. You know it's gonna. It's that's when we're gonna have to make it happen. And there's plenty of uh, spots now that uh, you know are going to be in need of reinforcement. Um, uh, I'll talk about the goal in a second, but uh, you know I'll let D- Davi let loose on uh, on the game. But that's my opinion. It's just it, it, it's an issue of depth. I feel like we win that game if Gabby starts uh, and Kufre start. I, I feel like that's an easy that's easy pickings. I don't, uh, I don't think the tactic itself was bad. I just think that the personnel that we had were was less than ideal, and it it showed. So, yep. Davi, how are we feeling? Fucking horrible. I'm still pissed off. Everything, everything about today, so fucking pissed me off for no reason. It's fucking bullshit, man. I, I fucking cushing, man. Get. Dude, he plays two good games at home and then does the same fucking shit on the fucking road that he's done ever since he's taken over. I'm fucking sick of this bullshit, man. Fucking back pass after back pass after back pass. Oh, my God. You you, po- you posted the fucking passing network last night. <clears throat> Between the difference in the first and second half. Holy shit. Those lines are fucking thicker than... Kim Kardashian's ass, bro. Holy fuck. Just the passing between the center backs and the goalkeeper. That is the thickest lines. And then, and then as, as you progress and like, right to midfield, it just fucking stops. Like, that's where all the positioning stops. And it just, just lines back, 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 back. We play for nil-nil draws on the road every time we go. Every time we go away, we play for a fucking nil-nil. It just pisses me the fuck off, man. I know we're shorthanded on players. I know that Gabi Pereira... Wasn't able to uh, travel with the team. And fucking Pelling Greeny, man. Oh, my God. Fucking Greeny pisses me the fuck off, man. He's actually so fucking shit. He's... I, I, he, I was willing to give this guy a chance. I was willing to give this guy a chance at the start of the season. He's fucking shit. Get him the fuck out of here. Send him back to fucking Argentina. Give me a fucking... Give me a fucking real Argentine. Get me get, get me somebody that can actually fucking play the game. He, he He's so fucking god-awful, man. He Every time we're on the fucking break, he finds a way to fuck shit up, man. Um, it's unbelievable. How the fuck did this guy even get signed to enter Miami as a DP? What the fuck did Miami see him as a DP? What the fuck? And the fucking Talis and the Chano shit. I, I, listen, I, I, I get that um, you're frustrated. Uh, you're losing 1-0. It's the 90th minute. You're on the road. Uh, you know, you haven't really had many good chances up until that point of the game. Um, I, I, 
t tensions can get high. I know. I mean, it happened to Santi and Maxi on the field uh, at Miami last year, and and them them two were were they were basically friends like off the pitch, and um, we we never saw anything like that again between them two. The whatever happened on the field and then Miami and that night stayed on the field and I'm assuming in the locker room they just made up after that. They apologized, dapped each other up, and then five minutes later they were friends again. Um I'm not sure what the fuck. Uh I'm not I'm not sure if that happened. Um uh, last night after the game, I I I I'd assume so. I'd, I hope so. I damn sure hope so, but oh my god man. I don't I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Talos Magno's been shit this season. I don't give a fuck. Three goals and whatever fucking assists. He's been fucking shit. He's been fucking shit this season. I just, I just wish we had the fucking depth to bench someone like Talos Magno. Because he's been fucking abysmal. He's been abysmal. All, all his goals have been have been either shitty tap-ins from within six yards or, 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 that one, or that one good header he had on, on, the, on the corner from GP in New England. I, I'm fucking pissed off, man. Everything about today just pisses me off. And fucking thinking about last night pisses me even more off. It's fucking piss poor. Every time we play on the road with this fucking British... Fucking bald head, egghead cunt in charge of our fucking club. We just play for a fucking point on the road. It's what? unbelievable. I want to ask. Shut up. Let me. Let me. Let me finish. Let me finish. All right. Let me finish. All right. Shut up. I'm, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Let hey, me finish. Hey, relax. Finish. Relax. 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 Well, this I'm is sorry. fucking. This is fucking annoying. I'm just saying. Like this is. I, I'm sorry. I'm just pissed off, man. I just got. I just got to let some steam blow. I. I. I, I just want to ask you a question about like why you're why Cushing is, like, so, so high on, like, your issue list here. I mean, like, but really, like, like I mean, we've seen Dude, the quality. It's, it's the fucking same. It's the well, same thing every time. What else? Okay. He sets up for a okay. nil-nil draw, and we lose 1-0. Okay. I, I, I called it. As soon as they scored that goal 30 seconds into that second half, I knew they were going to stop fucking playing. They're going to let us have the ball, and we're gonna just going to fucking back pass it all the goddamn time, and we're going to lose the game 1-0. Just, it's the same thing that happened yeah. in fucking Houston. Okay. And it's... Uh, it's Damn, right. damn near the same thing that happened in fucking Nashville all those weeks ago. It's fucking annoying. We just can't I, score on the road. We, we, we can't do shit on the road. We, we, we look fucking toothless. I want to ask fucking, you fucking baby be more of a fucking threat to Toronto's defense than us last night, man. Davi, Holy I want to ask you a question. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, Davi. Whatever, man. What could he have done differently that would have produced a, a, a different result? Because he can there's say that he, nothing he okay. do. there's literally nothing oh, he okay. can do. So then, why is it his fault? Why is he a dumb, bald-headed, egghead cunt, as you put it? Because he's the fucking coach. What? What? Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna ask this again. What could he have done differently that would have produced a different result? It was it. Did he have any agency over this game and and the, and the result? In the formation. I mean, so so I think it was Alec that touched on it last night. After the game, I, th I think the formation could could have could have been a bit better. I mean, what formation also, would you have G gone with? Also, G also GP missing GP doesn't do you any favors. Oh, and but... playing playing this fucking talentless twat Pellegrini out there doesn't do you any favors either. So so, so do you start on depth? There's no depth in the team. There's fuck. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's All right. So do you start Jason, Jason was better than fucking Pellegrini, man. Yeah, but would you have started Jason over Pellegrini, knowing that Gabby's if if you're cushion. And you know that Gabby's hurt going into this game. Do you knowingly so, so, uh, put J give Jason the start in this game, or or, or over Pellegrini? I mean, I mean, you what, you, you wouldn't. But I'd, I'd probably tinker with the formation a bit, oh, see what, what what I could do with the formation. Do what with the formation? 
you're not give, you're, you're saying change the formation you're saying maybe put jason in but the thing is the anti-jason slander on this podcast has been extremely high and i don't think anybody including myself is eager to see what would have been eager to see him start last night uh and also like you're not giving me a formation to change to like, like, like what, what formation, where, where does everybody play in that formation? Uh, like, like you need to give me something here. Like, 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 give me some actual like solutions here because like, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps go back to the four, two, three, one and put, put Santi out on the right and then Seagal on at fucking strike. I don't know. I'm just, no. I'm just doing shit just to just to have a fucking conversation. I don't give a fuck at this point. Uh, uh, okay. But the th- okay. I, I mean, I rest my case on this one. I'm, I'm not going to drag it on further. I rest my case. Oh. Yep. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. So, I mean, obviously, I'm disappointed in the result. Um, after our home stand, this this result really puts a a sour taste in my mouth. After the high of 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 coming away with seven points in three games during our home stand, to then go away and play like this, um, it's like it it kind of ruins everything that we built during that three that three game home stand. Um, I realize we're missing GP due, uh, due to unknown circumstances. Um, and then, do I think this was the the, the proper game to to rotate um, to rotate Kufre? Probably not. Um, you could have rotated him against uh, arguably, a, I mean, a weaker team in Charlotte next week. Um, but uh, in terms of, what the, I'm going to answer the question that you that you posed to Davi in terms of what formation uh, do I think should have been uh, executed with knowing that GP was unavailable and also knowing that you were going to rotate Kufre. Um, now I know that this is going to, I mean, I know this is going to incite some feelings um, because uh, no one on the podcast likes this formation or at least the way with the, with this, with this, uh, with these people in these places, but I think it would have helped us get a more positive result in this match. Um, I think that we should have deployed our, our three, our, our, our three, um, I mean, what would you call it? A three. Not a three back. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's... Yeah, so it's Barraza in goal. I think we should have had a three back with Sands in the middle, Tiago Martins on the right, Chino on the left. Oh, I'm missing a player. That's why I'm that's why I'm confused. Daryl. No Alfaro? Uh no, 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 not no Alfaro. I'm missing a player, but I gotta figure out where to put him. Because it should have been those three in the back. Then you should have had Morales and Parks sitting in front of them. With Ledesma playing as as a ten, Segal playing at the nine, and Santi and Talis Magno playing on the wings, but I'm trying to figure out where else I, where I would have thrown Micha. Um, I think we should have we should have jammed. Micha would, Micha would be would be the right mid. Yeah, so we, we should have jammed up the midfield because um, that's where our talent is, right? That's where Alfredo Morales is. That's where Justin. Hack, that's where our depth is. Um, but I so I don't think that we should have just trotted out Pellegrini and 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 O'Toole out there in in this match. Knowing that yes, Toronto hasn't played up to their potential, but that the, but that they could have unlocked their potential at any at any game now they can unlock their potential. I mean, Insigne's been hurt for a couple of weeks. He hasn't been on the field. He hasn't been produ- been producing because he's been hurt. Um, and then Bernadeschi's been carrying them essentially because Insigne's not been there. Um, so I do not think that this was the best formation to roll out in this match. Um, looking at the attack, we attacked heavily down the left hand side, forty percent. 37% on the right, 23% on the middle, and then and then vice versa with Toronto. Toronto also attacked heavily down the left. Um, during the first half, the ball was virtually always on Insigne's foot going down the left side. 
It was like it, it, they were just like clock like they were just jamming the ball down the left side of the field. Um, and and I think that with Insigne posing that threat, that kind of inhibited Elenik's ability to get forward because he was like kind of he was. I mean, let's be fr- let's be frank. When you have an Italian national teamer on that on your side, you're kind of scared shitless probably to go forward because you're you're thinking more along the lines of like I need to make sure I'm playing defense against this guy more so than getting forward and getting the attack and and providing services and depth and 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 depth and things while going forward in the attack. So I think that was a limiting factor to Elenik really imposing his will on this match like he has in the past few games. Um. Uh, O'Toole. Christian touched on it. He's. He's not like a capable back four fullback. Um, I think that he was put in a. He's, he's, he's a better he's a better wing back or yeah when or he can get winger. forward a little bit and he doesn't have as much defensive yeah. responsibility. Um, I think he was put in a lose lose situation. I think he was he was put in a situation where he was kind of thrown into the fire and like figure it the fuck out and he didn't figure it the fuck out and uh, at, at times on the pitch he was positioned more like a six. Like he, he was yeah, playing I mean, way he, too centrally he, to be a left. He ball. tends to drift in inside a little bit when he's. I think it's because it's, he's used to doing that when he's playing the left wing back. So that when you're playing a left back, you, I mean, you really, I mean, I, like the, especially since he's not tr- a true inverted. Is he right? And and, and, the, and there was also times where he was just hugging the the sideline. I mean, it, like it just when the ball was on his foot, it really just wasn't it wasn't good enough. Um, and then defensively, it also wasn't good enough, which is a recipe for disaster. Um, which is kind of what this game was. Um. And the, and the goal came from his side too. Well, it came from yeah. Okay, so I mean, like, if we want to talk about the goal, um, it, it did come. It did come from his side. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, Christian, Christian I, literally I, said I, it two two minutes no. before the goal actually happened. He said, "If you want to, if you're Toronto, you want to attack down the wing, you'd attack O'Toole's side because he's not an actual left back." Yeah. So, so here's so here's the, so 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 here's the thing. So they, like Joe mentioned, they were attacking down the uh, down our right, down their left a lot in the first half. And listen, people can say what they want. Insignia looked fucking horrid, like last night. He looked really poor. He was not putting on good shots. He wasn't linking up particularly well. There was a few good, like overlapping passes that he made, but like really nothing spectacular. I was really underwhelmed by Insignia. He always seemed to step behind the play, but obviously he's had fitness issues recently, so it still could be, you know, he still could be getting back into and into the swing of things. And he's aging. Well, no, I mean he's thirty-one. He's not that old. No. He shouldn't, you know. He should. He's in he, like, I mean, yeah. He he's not he's not that old. And Bernadette, he's, he's, I mean, for where he's aging. Okay, so so here's the thing. I I like Davi said. I pointed out like during our like little halftime talk that if I'm Toronto, why are you attacking down the side with Michi Elenich? Because I understand that what they probably saw on paper was that Michi Elenich is 18 years old, and Insigne's experience and cunning would get him. Uh, you know, like, like, would probably get him a shot. What they probably didn't count on was Brianne Couffre not starting this game and us using Kevin O'Toole. I think as the game went on, Bob Bradley, I have plenty of criticisms for Bob Bradley as manager. I don't think he's particularly good. Um, However, uh, he got this one right. Uh, He immediately noted, I I think he progressively started noticing that, oh, this Kevin O'Toole kid can't really defend and Bernadeschi, who's arguably our best player, is playing down that side. Now, as far as the goal is concerned, so our friend Gio, everybody know everybody here on the pod and uh, who listens to the pod and participates in the Twitter spaces should know Gio, uh, our boy who uh, uh, does some uh, coaching for NYCFC at the youth level. Um, uh, we, we love Gio. Um, so there was a lot of 
uh, debate over who who's at fault for that goal. Uh, there were some people who said O'Toole. There were some people who said Magno. Um, why a left winger is responsible for defense off kickoff, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Talos Magno played piss Fuck poor here. Dumb argument. But I don't agree um, at all uh, with either. Um, Kevin O'Toole. So, Bernadeschi is a quality player, but anybody who's watched him for years knows that he's never really been much of a pace merchant. He's he's a, a prototypical Italian attacking midfielder slash winger, where he pace isn't really his focus. He's never been a pace... Bernadeschi has never been a quick, particularly quick player. Joe, don't look at me like that. What, is, what does Bernadeschi uh, have to do with this goal? Did, didn't he deliver it? No, Wasn't it, he was, the one that it, was, it, it was Lorea. It was Lorea. Oh, Lorea. Whatever. Sorry. Got it mixed up. It doesn't matter. Even Lorea. So... Here's the thing. Kevin O'Toole's a half step behind, uh, about a half step, maybe a step behind Lorea as he's going for the cross. He's not out of the play, and he's about matching him. He's not like he, he, he's not like in a in a perfect position, but he's not. He hasn't been fucking beaten for you know absolutely like beaten and blast and blasted away from. He he's there as a buffer. Chano does something which I think was incredibly fucking stupid. And gets dragged out for a little reason, leaving the middle of the pitch, uh, the middle of our area, of, of our 18, completely vulnerable for any player to just walk in there and get a decent attempt on goal. He gets dragged out. He goes to ground. Larey is able to get the cross around him. James Sands tries to recover, but it's too late. PJ Sapong basically just has to stand there and be a bumper and put the ball into the net. One nil for like uh, a few dozen seconds into the second half. I'm sorry, you cannot convince me otherwise. I I actually had Gio watch the play. I was like, I'm not going to tell you my opinion of the play. I want you to tell me who's at fault for this goal. It happens seconds into the into the second half. So just fast forward into the second half because he didn't watch the game live. He came in late, and so he watched the goal, and he immediately said, "What the fuck is Chano doing?" And I agree 100. percent no, Chano's positioning on that goal is fucking poor. If he just stays in the middle, he can uh, we're, we're, and stay compact with Thiago Martins, we're fine. I don't think we give up that goal. I think him getting dragged out is fucking awful. And I think that goal completely falls on him. Even if Kevin O'Toole isn't exactly square with with Larea, it's, it, I, I, I'm sorry. Like it, 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 There was no need for emergency defense in that situation. None. There was no need for uh, Chanel to get dragged out there. Not at all. That's, and that's all I have to say about that. That goal is 100% on Chanel. He left, he left his area. He got dragged out for no reason, even though he didn't have to. He went to ground, which he also to, didn't He 100% had to make that run over. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, he does. No, he I'm didn't. watching it right now. He did not. He did not have to make that Lorea run gets out. Lorea smokes O'Toole. Smokes him with one touch. One touch by him. Hold smokes up. him. Oh, okay. So he's one touch behind. Great. Okay. Perfect. That's the reason they get dragged out. Okay. Let's let's go. Let's let's see it. Pressure cover balance is a is a rudimentary There's r- rudimentary I'm concept of defending. Right Pressure cover balance. Are you not? There's no need for Chinoda. There's no need for Chinoda to do this. None. If Chinoda doesn't go over, then the ball the, the ball goes through clean. Yeah, Chinoda gets megged on the pass. There's no need for him to be there. There's none. As a There's no back, if, if you if you are watching your left back get cooked, you have to go over and defend. 
I'm sorry, there's not a fire here to put out. There, there's just not. not there's no fire, fire the here. The ball's in the 18-yard box, almost at the touchline. What do you mean there's no fire to put out? There's no, there's no your, fire to put out. You play a lot of FIFA. The goal they scored is a prototypical sweaty FIFA goal. FIFA is not real football, A. And B, even in FIFA, I'm still keeping my guy marching the late run into the box. I'm not fucking like... that. That that the, the, he, Kevin O'Toole can still make a recovery there. He's not even completely out. So here's the other you thing. You know what, right? If O'Toole doesn't... You know what, right? If, if, uh, if Sapong isn't there, this goal is getting scored either way because there's a guy right behind Sapong to tap the ball in as well. No. No, 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 no. You, you know, if he no, stays... No, no. If he stays compact right there, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere for Mariah to even cross that ball into. It's a low cross directly to CJ Sapong's feet. And why is that? It's actually behind CJ I don't know. It's behind CJ Sapong. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, it's all right. It's it's cool. Cook, go, cook. Go ahead. Go ahead, cook. I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you can. Wa I'm watching this replay over and over again, and, and Chanel makes the right play. You have to cover for your left back when they get smoked. There's no fucking smart person in the world that says Chanel going out there is a good fucking idea. You cannot tell me that that's the fucking right decision. It is you the right can't. decision. Your left back got smoked because he's slow as fuck. He got oh. smoked by one touch. It's not like he did no. a skill move or anything. He just touched the ball into space and just blows by. O'Toole doesn't even get a hand on him. Defending one on one. Touch the fucking attacker. Defend. No, believe if Chino stays, that ball's not even possible. But what? But why? Why are we treating Kevin O'Toole with kid gloves right now? Why are we not saying that this that this is on nobody for treating not, anybody for not defending? Nobody's treating anybody with kid but you, gloves. But you're nobody. talking. But you're you're, you're putting this on Chino. So it's O'Toole's fault for getting smoked. How about that? And first what and foremost, O'Toole gets smoked. I'm fucking impartial to O'Toole. Are you fucking O'Toole gets smoked. Admit O'Toole. O'Toole is piss poor, poor awful, awful defending in this in this situation. Awful There's defending. no need for Chino to get dragged down. It doesn't matter if it's bad. What does it doesn't matter? Bad defending. Get dragged out. Why? There's no need. What, 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 how, about, how about none of this happens if if O'Toole defends this play properly? What about that? Uh, okay. Okay. All right. I think I I I I'm going to put the blame on the whole team. None of this happens uh, if the guy who doesn't actually play fullback does fullback things. Okay. Holy All right, hold shit! Up. All right, yeah, hold it's, up. it's not. It's about. Let it's me... about basic being a basic professional soccer player. Like this is a okay, one on one, and he gets absolutely uh, cut. Gonna... He gets cut. I want. Yeah. I, I'd like to say uh, my, my word on this. I, I think. I think that falls on the team, and uh, for for not coming out uh, sharp after the halftime. I think they were they were all mentally still in the locker room. Uh, I watched the clip. Over uh, about three times in the in the within the space that you guys were uh, arguing, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with Christian. I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a reason why Chanel should come out of his position that way. I mean, what as soon as Chanel just comes out, gets dragged out to towards O'Toole, that that creates a passing lane, and that passing lane, um, essentially is is the passing lane that leads to the goal, it, and and Sapong has just left six yards with with an empty net in front of him, nothing but net in front of him. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna blame the whole team. I'm taking I'm gonna, a. I'm gonna blame I, the whole team for for coming out flat in the second half, after, especially after the way we ended the first half. The way we ended the first half was great, and and I all and, and I thought that they were gonna come out and perform better than what they did in the second okay. half after halftime. But but I, but this this is a piss poor way to start off the second half, and. I, I, I blame the whole team, and, and you know what? It falls on Cushing, too, because coaching, if you don't fucking... I don't know what the fuck Cushing said to fucking... Oh, my God, man. I, I'm going to I'm gonna blame the whole team. I think Cushing should take 
partial blame for this as well. I, it's just piss poor from everybody, man. How are you going to come out in the, at a halftime and fucking, not, e not even 30 seconds, 23 fucking seconds on the clock, and you're going to fucking concede in the second half? It's fucking piss poor, man. And, and that, that, that just just happens to be the one fucking play that loses the whole game, and they, they and then they they don't do shit after that. They look fucking piss poor after they scored that goal. They let us have the ball, and we fucking pass back, pass back, pass back. We couldn't fucking do shit, and we lose one zero again, again, every time. I'm gonna keep saying this until we actually start fucking playing with some fucking balls on the road, with some putos cojones, boludos. What the fuck, man? Like every time we concede first on the road. We're most likely going to lose the game with with the with with New England being the outlier. Other than that, every time we concede first on the road, we fucking lose. With with the exception of New England, New England was the only time we responded well to going down on the road this season, or under Cushing, under Cushing as a whole in general. We just play like fucking shit on the road, man. We, like it's just like we just lie down there and just like just like go on, have your best shot. Play for a nil-nil. It fucking pisses me off every fucking time. I'm going to keep saying this until we actually play with some fucking cojones on the road. Like, every time you concede first, we're going to lose the game. Simple as that. Just took a screenshot of the moment that Richie Orea takes the touch. There's no reason for Chanel to come out here. There's none. What about He's the, not in what about the what, positioning what, what, of Kevin O'Toole as CJ Sapong plays the ball to Larea? Look where the fuck he is on the pitch. Yeah. Let me ask you this. We already know Kevin O'Toole is not a good left back. We've already established that. Moving on. Uh, I want to ask you this. What happens if Chanel just stays put? What happens there? He shouldn't. I took a screenshot. I the moment that Lorea touched... I don't know. Thiago Martins gets pulled... Then Chanel probably gets pulled out by Bernadeschi making the darting run across the six-yard box. Because that's what happened to Thiago Martins. Thiago Martins was so scared about Bernadeschi, he follows him all the way to the near post. When he's playing are right center back, he runs in all the way into the left side of the pitch, which leaves a vacancy of where Thiago Martins are, are is supposed you, to be. Are you looking at the same screenshot that I'm looking at? Yeah. Are you, are you looking at the same one? I don't think so. Well, 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 the, the Bernadeschi is like... Bernadeschi is literally fucking sandwiched between Chanel and Thiago Martins, and you also have Keaton Parks and James Sands arriving late. What happens? I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask the, this the, the third time. What happens if Chanel just stays? He's what happens if he stays? The pass. That, that passing lane is not open. Is that is that passing lane even available if he no, just it's stays? Not, no, it's not available if Chanel doesn't run out. No. He intercepts that pass. That that. That, that would be I'll well be, defended. The cross would be well defended. I, 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 want, I want Joe to answer the question. Is oh, that passing lane you even have, You can't predict that. You can't predict that. You can't predict that passing lane is not You can't predict that. You can't predict it. You can't predict that passing lane is going to be open. Because okay, so if he doesn't go out, you don't know where he goes. You don't, he doesn't just stay so fucking still. So let, me get, let me get this straight. You're going on record to say that Chanel did the right thing, but you don't know for sure what would happen or have a decent idea of what would happen if he just fucking stays. Is that what you're doing right now? Yes, that, because that I am a professional soccer coach, yeah, yeah. and I know that, that you teach yeah. defenders to cover for your backs as they're getting fucking smoked. Not in that situation. Yes, it's because then, then you're just no allowing the cross to come in. You're just allowing the cross to come in. You don't do that. You have to go out and defend. There is no static fucking cure elixir for for every single play. It's not automatically, oh, the fullback got beat, so now the center back has to come out. Context matters. 
Where is he getting beat? And what position is he getting beat at? Is there a defense? Is there a central? Yeah, midfield where he's getting beat is in the 18 yard box, which is a dangerous court. area. Is there a central or defensive midfielder also in the area? There is There is Keaton, Keaton, not, Keaton and Sands I, are late who, to the party. They're not even not there. Listening. You are not listening to me. I am not talking about this particular play. You're saying with the wait, 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 wait. You're saying that if a back gets beat, it's the it's the center back's job to cover for him. Yep. That is not universally true. It yes, true because the center back goes like, out and the CDM slides back into the center back spot. It's pressure cover no, balance. Pressure cover no, balance. Fucking Google it. Pressure cover this, balance. This, this goal does not happen if Chano stays where he's at. It doesn't. I'm willing to say that with certainty. Because his leaving his area and going to ground and getting dragged out for no fucking reason is the reason why that passing lane for CJ Sapong existed. It's the reason why it existed. It's, it's the complete reason why it existed. It's the only reason why it existed. Him leaving his area... To cover for a play that where Kevin O'Toole's not even completely out of it. He's a step behind him. He got burned in the initial touch. Who gives a fuck? He's probably going to take another one. You're slower when you're carrying the ball than when you're without the ball. There is no guarantee that Larray even beats Kevin O'Toole completely. But he did. But Kevin Larray, that he's still got to get into the box, into a central area, and not be carrying it towards the end line. He is, this, is not, this is not a fucking clear-cut Thing. The only thing clear cut about this play is that Chino had no reason to leave. Pressure Where cover is balance is a is a rudimentary part of defending. Okay. Pressure cover balance, bull fucking shit. There's no need. Anyway, I'm good. I've said my piece. I've made it known what my opinion is. You can't budge me on it because there's no fucking data to suggest that Chino did the right thing. As a matter of fact, I would say that there's tons of visual data to suggest that he did the wrong thing. And I'd love to take a poll on this. I really would. Yeah, let's do it then. Put it up on Twitter and let's see how many of these smart soccer analysts that, 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 are, in, that are in hashtag NYCFC Twitter. Let's see what they say. Sure. NYCFC. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to say that. That's a, that's a geo and I joke. That doesn't need to be in the public sphere. Um, anyway. So, uh... Yeah, so we go down 1-0, and uh, uh, for once, I mean, I, I, um, Cushing makes early subs, uh, early, earlier subs that I'm accustomed to, that non earlier non-injury-related subs than I'm used to under under the Cushing era, and Ronnie era for that matter, um, brings, on, uh, brings on Andres Jason uh, at 55, along with uh, Morales for Parks at 55. Um, I was a little which bit. We actually, we actually looked somewhat better. I was, but I'm, I'm, I'm still. I, I was rather surprised that um, that he took Keaton Parks off the field. Um, now, was Keaton having the best I'm just game? Happy. No, I'm just happy but he took he... off that fucking town. Yeah, but I'm Keaton... happy he took off that townless twat, Pellegrini. He's a fucking. I know, twat. but when you, when you take right. when you take off when, when you Parks at least has like some offensive inclination, uh, being an, being like a engine eight. He, I mean, is he gonna hit like a banger? No, but like he still he has offensive savvy. Um, Morales is a, he's a six and he's a stone cold six. He's not an eight. He's not a 10. He's a six. Um, he's a destroyer. He, he, he plays, I guess, best in a, in a double pivot. Like, so he would do well playing next to Sands when you're trying to, when you're trying to burn out a game and defend when you're in the lead. I, I would not think of bringing on Alfredo Morales when you're chasing a game to try to get a goal back. Um, so, I mean, the park substitution was a head scratcher. Um, 
Uh, Jay Stone for Pellegrini. Uh, I mean, Jay Stone, I mean, you saw the first, like, 10 minutes he was out there, he was just trying to get fouled. He didn't, he wasn't getting the calls tonight, really. He got, I think he got, like, one or two. Um, but he's, like, he, he goes to ground, throws his hands up, tries to get a call, doesn't get it. Um, he had a, a, um, a, a, a very a promising opportunity later in the game. Um, with who served, who served the ball in from a deep position to him? I think it was Santi. Santi, someone, I, someone served yeah, the ball in. Santi. He kind of did like yeah. a jumping, diving header. Definitely uh, not Talis because he can't fucking pass a ball like that. Yeah. Um. So that was like that was pretty much Jason's uh only real imprint on the match was that uh was the the header that went over the bar. Um. And then uh, so, I mean, that we just used two subs. That was it. We didn't bring on Seagal. We didn't bring on anybody else that was on the bench. Who else was on the? I don't know who else was on the bench. It was uh, Seagal. I'm sure Alfaro was there. Um, Morales, Hack. Um, I think Turnbull was on the bench. Uh, but we don't. I mean, we, we know that we don't have uh, with GP out and uh, like we just we don't have the uh, the depth really to uh, to chase games. Um, so. Um, we didn't, we didn't, yeah, I mean, it was, it was at the end, I mean, and then, like, Sean John gets a yellow in, like, the 80th for time-wasting. Um, I mean, I, do, you, do you guys know who the team leader in shots was this game? Like, not even just shots on goal, like, just shots in general. Do you know who the team leader was? It's, uh, it's probably fucking Pellegrini, that fucking yeah, twat. He's so team, fucking useless. Matias Pellegrini, who came off at 55, was our leader with shots with two. And what was the XG on those shots? Oh, I, I, Is it, I think it was, like, 0.21. I don't, I don't. Yeah, awful. I don't, I don't put a lot of weight in the XG. You can expect it. You can't expect it. I, I, I think it was. I think it was zero point two one. I mean, it's just it's just the barometer of how quality the chance is taken and from what position the shot's taken. He's not taking shots from promising high percentage opportunities. Yeah, high percentage area. I mean, the one shot that he had, if I mean, he just didn't aim it well. And with him, it was a, it was like a GP shot. It was a left foot. And it, he drove in left footed shot. He just. The, yeah, the yeah, ball curved yeah, but, yeah, very central. G- yeah, but GP Sean actually has some fucking talent. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but GP can actually fucking shoot a ball and has fucking talent. This guy is like we just played him off the street. You know, Davi, you've established it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, it was a poorly aimed shot. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to account for your for the bend in the, in the shot. So like he just he aimed and it bent, and it curved in right like pretty much directly central. Sean didn't have to do much of anything. To save it, um, if he would have aimed a little bit wider, then he may have, would have forced Sean to at least make a diving save or something, um, to at least maybe get a corner out of it. But I mean, was it a high percentage shot? No, but it was like it's like a GP special, and sometimes they go in. Um, so I mean, I wasn't mad at the shot, but I'm, I'm more mad at the fact that that was like our only halfway decent scoring opportunity the entire match. That was frustrating. Um, I'm mad because our offense was seemingly running through Matias Pellegrini at one point. He was yeah. the one that was like tasked with being a finisher. And that's fucking terrible because, listen, nobody here is rooting against Matias Pellegrini. We've all wanted to see him break out in, in a big way and prove everybody wrong. Unfortunately, he hasn't proven that he has the offensive. Awesome, man. He, he hasn't proven we're, that we're he has the, it, it He hasn't proven that he has the defensive chops, uh, offensive chops rather, to be a viable to be a viable like like part of the attacking trident he's just not i think the fact that matias pellegrini had the most shots in this game is telling and also uh, of why we were so poor so how, how do we feel how do we i'm sorry how, how do we feel about the whole uh like the like talus this match how do we feel about his his what, what he did and, and how his he was piss poor 
It was awful. If if we had the proper depth, I'd bench him immediately. Uh, but but here's the thing. I also want to take into account that he's not playing with Kufre down the left side. He's playing with fucking Kevin O'Toole down the left side, which I which cannot be which can which which cannot be overlooked. I'm not giving Talison out. I think that Talis was poor. But if you look, if you go back and watch that game, most of the time when anybody in the attack, whether it's Dante, whether it's Richie, whether it's Talis, or even Pellegrini. There's not options. There, there, there's just there's there was just a lack of width. There were so many times where I saw Kevin O'Toole standing in the center center of the pitch, like just beyond the eighteen, and I'm just like, why are you there? Why are you there? That's like a space that Keaton should be occupying, or a Richie should be occupying, or even Asante if he wants to drop in deep for a ball. He was offering no width. And when you're running this like four three three, and you ex- and you're running inverted wingers who are going to need to cut inside, you need your fullbacks to provide width. This is th- th- this is like this is four three three one zero one, kids. You know, like like, like it, it, if you're playing with inverted wingers, then you need the fullbacks to provide width. And even if you're not playing inverted, you still need the fullbacks to provide width and just sit off a little bit in case you need a pass. At, in case you need a pass backwards out out of pressure, it, it, and. Kevin O'Toole was just not offering that. Uh, Micha was offering that on the right side, but Matias Pellegrini just doesn't... I, I just don't know what it was between... He, him and, and Micha just weren't linking up. We were awful in the wide areas all night, which is one of the reasons why we failed in this game. We were just, we we, were just awful everywhere. But, but, but it particularly out wide. Now, now, I've got a lot to say about Keaton's performance in this game, which was fucking atrocious. It was... Uh, I, we know how good... Uh, Keaton Parks is on his day this season he overall he's been rather below average and this game was just flat out bad there was no silver linings to his performance in this game either so the Talis Magna was awful he was terrible very poor but at the same time I have to factor in the fact that he's playing with O'Toole as his as his support down the left side which is not ideal in a four-back situation and I also have to admit that we just we just didn't, like, we just weren't moving the ball well. Like, period. We weren't showing options. Like, like players were just kind of left to fend for themselves as soon as the ball crossed the halfway point and went into the attacking third. The amount of times I saw Santi Rodriguez drop in further than Keaton Parks when he's trying to play the nine is absurd. That's how bad our fucking buildup was. Santi was literally left on an island all game and was forced to drop in deep into the central midfield in order to even get a touch on the ball. Like, just... And, 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 like, I, I want to say it's a tactical issue, but the thing is we saw the same tactic play out last week and what it's possible with when you have your first-choice personnel. It's a problem of depth. The drop-off in talent between the players who are our first-choice and the ones that are responsible for covering for them, if one of them can't go, is just too big for us to be consistent, especially for a road game. It's just, yeah. I mean, does anybody disagree with any of that? Like, no. I mean, it, I mean, so, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that in order in order to be successful in this league, whether it's in a tournament like the US Open Cup or or in, in the, for the Shield, even though we don't really care about that, but or if it's the MLS Cup playoffs, or if it's like this League's Cup. I mean, the teams that are going to are gonna do well are the teams who have like talent and depth, um, and you, you really can't have one or the other. 
Um, you can have depth, yeah, which not, we not have don't a lot of talent, or have. you can have talent, not a lot of depth. We don't fucking have depth. You can't have neither, but you also you, you kind of need to have both if you're gonna like truly succeed in this league. The, the step the step down from your uh, starting left back to your backup left back can't be that big of a drop off. Your step off from your starting right winger to your backup right winger can't be a huge drop off. Otherwise, it's going to fuck it's, up that's the chemistry and the function of how the had. attack is. Yeah, I mean that's that, something that, the 2021 team had. They had a, they had just enough talent on the bench to wherever if they needed us if they needed to make a sub, they could make a sub and someone like an Ismail Tajiri who we know is dangerous, like because we hey. we've all seen him play. Is he, this? He, he actually had some quality, and if you needed to bring him on, or if you needed to bring on a Talis Magno or, or or someone of that caliber, we 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 had the luxury to do that in 2021. Not anymore. That's not the this case is, anymore. This is the type. This is the type of game where it the moves like, like to loan away Tiago Andrade looks really fucking dumb. This is a game that Tiago I think could have cooked in, and. But you don't have any depth, and Matias Pellegrini and Andres Jason are your only depth at the fucking. I would have. I would have started Tiago. I would have started Tiago if we still had him in this game over Pellegrini. I, th- I, mean, I think I, we all. I think we all. I mean, I, I mean I, at this point, I'd put a fucking poodle with a, an electroshock collar on the pitch over P- Matias Pellegrini. Like I, I just. At this, I, I, at this point, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take any I'll take the fucking well, plumber so from down the street over Pellegrini. Here's one tactical thing that. I fault Nick Cushing for in this match. So he only makes two substitutions. Why not instead of maybe maybe instead of bringing on Andre Son or maybe after he brings on Andre Son, what about bringing on Segal and sliding Santi out to the ten or to a wing or to just somewhere else? Like just he, it's not like he didn't. Segal was on the bench. Now, granted, we haven't we in the sample size we've seen from Segal. He's not an influencer. He's not a difference maker. But he's still a warm body who's at least played in this system. And could could have done something, maybe, maybe potentially could have done something in this match rather than just rocking with what we had. And also, the, the here, I mean, another big problem is is that after Toronto went up one zero, they weren't really attacking with the vigor that they were in the, for, in the for the rest of the second half that they were in the first half. They were parking the bus, and then our our um our uh, our attack seemed kind of bewildered and surprised. They're like, "Hey, why why isn't why aren't um Toronto like pressing us to come to the ball?" Because Toronto was like. You can have the fucking ball. We're gonna sit back here and well, and then NYCFC was like, okay, we're gonna swing it around and make you come out and get us. They never came out and got us because they didn't fucking have to because they're up a goal. So they just sat back and were like, here, you you guys keep the ball. Um, we're gonna sh- shut down every single passing lane and congest the fuck out of the center of the of the net. You guys figure it out, and we just we couldn't we couldn't figure it out because we, they weren't coming out, which is uh, which is a perfectly fine tactic. But in that moment, that's where I need Nick Cushing Nick Cushing's masterclass on coaching to to spice something up, change something up, and and create havoc. That masterclass, he can't fucking create he can't something. Do shit. Create something. He can't do shit. Change he can't up. Do I mean, shit. He's fucking. You, you guys saw me gesticulating in the camera like that. Nick Cushing does oh, well, a lot of yeah. this shit. I, but, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that shit was pretty funny. Okay, okay. I'm he, getting he like can't do I'm shit. getting. He's, he he doesn't have anything. Cushing speak. No, no, I'm, I'm, so t- I'm so tired of fuck off, dude. I'm so fucking tired of the dumb fucking anti Cushing narrative. What data do you have to suggest that Cushing's a bad coach? I want fucking numbers. Give me numbers. I don't need I to want give you numbers. I want you don't numbers. Have to give you numbers. Where's the, the data? Where's the data? How does he compare to other coaches in their first 12 months with the job? Give me numbers. It's not his first 12 months on the job. It's not, also, I've, also, I've, already, he, I've already had this argument that he's been with the club no. for three years. And he has, oh my God, he's been the head coach for less than 12 months and he's had a fucking real striker for one and a half of them. What? 
He's been playing with fucking piecemeal for almost a year. Like, are we fucking for real right now? No, are I, we just I, dumb? I, I just explained to you why I'm mad at him about this game because he he didn't make the proper tactical substitutions to try to get a point out of this match. The whole else on that bench is making a difference. I Who just, else has joined? I literally just went step by step Gabe about bringing. Out, yeah, Gabe Siegel is better than nothing. He did nothing. He made two subs. Are you sure? He made two Gabe subs. Siegel, who, who are you taking off for Gabe Siegel? Who called? I don't know. Tell us who did nothing. It was demonstrative towards Chino at the end of the match. Like, and so who goes to the left wing? Santi. Santi. Santi or Ledesma. Either one of the two. Pick your fucking poison. Okay. So Santi, who's never played inverted uh, on this team, has never played as an inverted winger ever. Is going is the is the answer there? That putting him there. Santi just scored from the left wing position in the last fucking match. He was just making a late run. That but that's the left winger run. Point. That's so, what, what? It's, it's, you're acting like he's never been out on the left side of the field before. He's a professional soccer player. He can play over there. Not everybody can play every single position. Matias Pellegrini is obviously not an inverted winger. He's never really played there before either. Did you see anything that last night to suggest that Matias Pellegrini is effective inverted on the on the right? Yeah, he had our only good shot on net. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so that that's that that's that's the that's the bar, right? It doesn't matter that he played lousy for the I, remainder. Like I'm not, every, I'm not every other moment of the I'm game. not advocating for Matias Pellegrini. I think he's dog shit garbage. That's, that's the bar. That's the bar. Uh, I'm so sorry. The, an, the, an, so the an, performances with cushion under cushion on the ring. That's the fucking. Uh, this, listen, uh, it's, a, it's I, a new it's a new fucking low bar every time you go on the road with this fucking British twat in charge. Uh, this 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 pod this pod has some wild takes. Uh, the anti-cushing one just makes no sense to me. It, it just doesn't. It, it, we're talking about a guy who, without a fucking true striker, and had to fucking literally turn the system on its head because of it, uh, got us to the Eastern Conference Final, and also has got us in a respectable position in the East with no fucking depth whatsoever. We're in a very respectable position. We're in a much better position than anybody who could have reasonably like, like expected us to be in right now. And that's just a fact. If you disagree with that, I'm sorry. You're just not. You're thinking with your heart, not your head. This guy has has gotten results consistently. Has got has is, is the only man is the only manager for this team in history, by the way, to have actual somewhat success in the playoffs. Because Dome didn't have that. Vieira didn't have that. Jason Christ never even saw the playoffs with us. But but this guy's fucking the devil incarnate. I, five, I'm sorry. Five away I, matches, no wins. Uh, who who cares? We have no depth to compete on the road. I do. I care. We we have no depth to compete on the road. It's also early in the season. This this is not. This is a very fluid environment and a fluid situation. If we're still struggling on the road past and, July, and, and, and also, it, it falls on the front office for struggling to find players to sign, and then they're letting go of yeah, so Malte Edmondson and uh, Tiago Andrade, who could have been used in this game. But so why are we talking about uh, that? Why, why aren't we talking it's about the fault fact too? that we gave fucking? Why are why are we it's, talking it's about how we gave? They, they they barely signed anybody. They've barely signed anybody. They brought back two two players that used to be on this team that won the cup, and then they got Richie Ledesma on loan. And who who else have they got besides Gabe Segal, who we plucked out of the fucking butt fuck nowhere Germany from the fourth goddamn division, and and what some 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 draft picks that got fucking cut two weeks. After they got drafted, who the We've, fuck have we gotten? Right, let's gotten not talk. Okay, the MLS Super Draft is going to have to be a fucking wash here because this team, since post Jack Harrison, has never really favored any player that came out of it. Even Jonathan Lewis, who was solid, never came into favor in this team, and he was a draft pick. We have to stop talking about Super Draft picks. 
that, that it's not a viable recruiting option with this front office or this or CFG as an organization. They do not take it seriously. So we can just drop that part out of it. Fine, but, cool, but but out, but but who the fuck have we got other than Alfaro, Gabesigal, no, no, but but Kufre, we're, but, we're, but we're talking about, but, but okay, but we're talking that this is front office decision. We're talking, we're talking about Cushing and his performance. Objectively speaking, Cushing has bit has done a good job. As a matter of fact, he's probably acclimated himself quicker than any other new coach. Don't forget the fucking. Huge fucking downtrend that this team had in the first six months of Dome's uh, tenure. Let's not forget about that. And Dome's probably the best. He wasn't losing the amount of games fucking Cushing what was, though, at the start. About? Was... What are you talking about? We were first in the East when he took over. We slid down to third, got a fucking bullshit win against an underwhelming Philly, then got bounced out in the Eastern Conference semifinals, then didn't even make it past our first time of asking in 2019. What are you talking about? And also in the beginning of 2019, what was it? Fucking like seven draws and like a few L's, including a 4-0 drubbing at the hands of fucking one Alejandro Pozuelo in Toronto? Romy Torrent's fucking first six months were awful. He was about to get fired. CFG sent fucking spies to our he training ground. He wasn't losing at the clip fucking cushion was at the never, start of his tenure. And what about Ronnie's first year of the club? Are, are we going to forget about that well, well, to to be fair, COVID did no, happen. No, uh, not to be yes, fair. Even before yes. COVID, even before COVID, what do we do? Lose like our first three league matches two nil, and then and then we, and then fell apart in the fucking MLS's back tournament, and then never found our form for the rest of the season. We just squeaked into the playoffs at fifth place, and then we're summarily we just squeaked into the playoffs. Ten ten teams made the fucking fifth playoffs place? in twenty twenty. Are you dumb? The fifth place is fucking bad. That's the worst fucking regular season finish that we've ever had. And then got fuck off, Dobby. You're you're a fucking fool. Then we got bounced out in the first round. You fucking dumbass. We got fucking bounced out in the first round. We got bounced out in the first round. We were the second we were the second best team. We were the second best team after August 24th, 2020 under Ronnie, man. You're on the anti-cushing train. How was Ronnie's first season, Joe? I'm on the anti-cushing train because he doesn't know how to substitute, dude. How was Ronnie's first season, I don't care. Ronnie's not here anymore. Forget about it. We're currently with this guy. Was his first 12 months quality and satisfactory? No, I didn't like Ronnie either. And I still don't like Ronnie. Even though he won an MLS Cup, that's fucked. We won in spite Ronnie. of him, not because of him. <laughs> that's hard. that's that's horseshit. Okay, no, whatever. We, we no, we look good under Ronnie because we actually played with some fucking balls. We had some cojones under him, man. Under this fucking. Hey guys, um, I know this podcast prides itself on not being um, edited in any way, shape, or form, and we just upload and come straight from the cuff. But there was a portion of the podcast that got a little bit too real, and uh, we had to. Uh, record me talking like this over that part so once again thank you for listening um we just had to cut a little part of of what was spoken uh, just because we didn't want to get any legal trouble um and uh we, we appreciate your listenership um and we appreciate you you, you uh, checking out all the new episodes when they drop uh thank you for this brief pause and you can now re- resume listening to the remainder of the podcast thanks again peace do we uh do we want to do top six bottom five <laughs> No, no, fuck that shit. The, 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 All the, of them the, are the whole, fucking, the whole fucking team can be bottom six, bottom here, five. I don't give a fuck. Here, I got a better, I got a better solution to top six, bottom five.
What do you? Let's do a question. Let's guess. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the initiative here. Who, what do you? Who? What player do you think had the highest rating on our team? And what do you think that rating was? Mm-hmm. I haven't checked it, so I don't know. Okay. Luis Braz. Braz is six point five. You think that's the highest rating? Yes, because we look fucking poor. You made a fucking shit team look good. Okay. Oh, are we going? Are we? Uh, who's uh, Christian? Are you going? To- I. Uh, I am going to say. Ooh. That's uh oh why did I ask this? This is such a this is a fucking conundrum. Um uh oh, um eesh, I, oh god. I didn't think this one through. Uh I'm gonna say Luis Barraza with a six point eight. Okay. So it was a three way tie, at least according to FOTMOB. Three-way tie for the highest-rated player in the match. Uh, you guys are did it go over a seven? Yes. Okay. You guys are correct that Luis Barraza is one of the ones in, the, in that's tied for three, uh, tied um, tied for the top three. Uh, top, top seven point two from FOTMOB was the, uh, the the best rating in the match. It was three players. It was Luis Barraza, Kevin O'Toole, and James Sands. Kevin O'Toole? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, the yeah, last... The, 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 the guy that got burnt on the fucking goal? Congrats. I, I'm sorry. The, the, the last few times that we've talked about FOTMOB, um, I dis- disagree with them vehemently on like their, their ratings. It's set, Kevin O'Toole in that game, who was a non-factor, by the way. He was ba- basically invisible in the attack and was hardly resistant on defense. Uh, like, like, and, and, and to his credit, I mean, I, don't, I can't put too much blame on that one. He's trying to do a job at, at a position he's not comfortable with. But oh, regardless, one football's worse. One football's uh, worse. They gave him a seven point two. Regardless, I just, I'm sorry. That's seven point two. I mean, maybe, maybe Barraza's worth that rating. I'm not too mad about it. Barraza made some decent saves in this so, game. Oh, and no, the goal- on one football, they gave they gave O'Toole a seven point two on one football. So on who scored? Um, Barraza got a seven point one, and he was the. At seven point one, he was the highest rated player um, for NYCFC. I agree with that. I'd say seven point one is fair. Oh, seven point two for Barraza. I mean, he made some nice saves. He did. Tool got he really a six did. seven on on who scored. Still too I, high. I would, I would have given him. A, I would have given him a five. Now, and that's being generous. I don't think it goes down to a five. Oh. I think five point nine might be the lowest. On a on Fotmob, or, the, the fourth highest was a seven one, and it was Elenic. Right. No. I mean, he didn't really do much either. All right, who, all right, who was the lowest? I'm going Talos Magno 3.2. Oh, this, this is non-substitute. This is just a starting 11. Uh, so he he, uh, he he called Talos and he said some ridiculously low number. Christian, what do you what do you have? What for who? For, for what? Lowest rated. Player. The bottom. Lowest, lowest rated. Lowest rated player. Um, I'm gonna say Richie Ledesma. Maybe, or I can't say Matias Pellegrini because they're probably giving him props for getting shots off. No, uh, it, it was indeed Matias Pellegrini with a six point one. Oh, it was. I thought they because uh, because I, 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 I don't even know what, what game did, we're playing. If uh, if what did, what, what did they seven. give this stupid fuck Magno? What did they give him? They gave Magno probably like a six point four, six point five. I'd imagine that range. Six point two across on both uh, both platforms. Six point two. One, one football gave him a four point eight, and I think that's being generous. 1.8 4.8 on who on uh, on FOTMOB we had one two three we had four players over register over a seven 
um, on uh, on who scored, we had two players register over a seven. Believe it or not, it was it was Barraza, like I said earlier, and then the second player that registered over a seven was Santiago Rodriguez, who registered a, he was, a seven. He was working hard, about as much as I can say. Wasn't really able to do what he was supposed to be doing, Santi Rodriguez. Okay. But oh, Santi. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, there's really not much that he could have done there. He was kind of isolated away from the play because we, we our build up was piss poor. We just had nothing in the build up. We we weren't rotating. We weren't showing options for each other. We weren't showing the feet. And the times that we did, it was just I don't know. The passing was bad. I can think of a few times where Keaton Parks had a few easy passes that I thought would have been routine, but Keith managed to fluff his lines on. Just a very odd game where it almost feels like we're cursed so here's a very interesting thing Barraza who conceded a goal on Fop Mob, on Fop Mob got a 7.2 and on who scored got a 7.1 conceded a goal lost the match Sean Johnson clean sheet no goals conceded on Fop Mob got a 7.0 and on who scored got a 6.7 <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand how that works but <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm done trying to rationalize the rating system that these websites like to use. I don't know what their criteria is. I don't know what their formula is. I don't know what their algorithm is. I, like, like, I don't, I, like, and I also don't even know if it's being done by machines that are just taking a guess or if it's actually being monitored by humans who are like d- judging. I, I, I highly doubt that because you would need so many employees. I think they kind of just have algorithms probably for it. Uh, but... Um, yeah. Whatever. No. I'm. I'm fucking done. I'm. I'm ready to wrap this shit up. I don't want. Universally across both shit. both apps, uh, CG Pond was man of the match um, for Unfought Mob and who scored. The outside of the goal. I don't think he did much either. Like, 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 no he one had did two, anything. He had two really bad misses in the first half. Like two really bad ones. And like, and but but and, and you, the goal that he are had you classifying was, the overhead sit fucking bicycle kick as a as a bad miss? I, I did. I, I don't even think he should be shooting there. Personally, I don't. I don't think he should be shooting there. I mean, period. If, 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 really if, if the much. best, if the best you have is a side bike first time, way off the line in a fucking channel somewhere in a half space, then I'm sorry, you shouldn't be taking that shot. I don't think CJ Pong had a, outside of the goal that he scored. That was really just a matter of him just being right place, right time. Typical a bear type goals, you would say, Joe. I don't think hmm. there was never. I don't. Even, I forgot that he was even on their team. Uh, I, 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 actually, as a matter of fact, I don't think either team played particularly well. I don't think Toronto played well either. I think Toronto just didn't have to do much because we were just not we're our best four. selves. CJ Chapon like, like, didn't, didn't lose a duel the entire match. He was four for four in the, on the ground and two for two in the air. He, so? He does nine things. He do, he's, he's strong. He holds up the play. He... Not only did he finish the goal, but he also set it up with his strong hold-up play at the midfield, being able to play the ball out to Larea, and then finish it off at the end. Like, so, I mean, he he did nine things. I mean, things that nines do. I, I, okay, I guess that's fine. Whatever. I'm not going to argue. I'm not. I, we've argued about enough. I'm not arguing about CJ Sapong. Just I'm not even. I don't even care about CJ Sapong. I think he's. I'm just, I'm just ready to wrap up. To be honest, I, I know you are, but. We got some shit to go through first, so just relax, calm down. I mean, we'll get there. I, I, I really didn't. Ha- I, don't, I really don't have anything else. <laughs> it was. I mean, it's just. Well, it's, not, it's, it's, it's one of those games where I mean, there's not really a whole lot much more to talk about. What is like? There's not, there was nothing really to get excited about. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing, other thing we can talk about is like how how do we feel about the 
the, the chemistry of this team right now with, with Talis Magno flipping off Chano kind of. Oh, oh okay. So I, I said it last night, and my take's not going to change. Did Chano have a case against Talis Magno? 100%. Is that something that should be happening on the field? No. It, it, it reflects poorly on the team. It reflects poorly of Chino's leadership abilities, getting into an argument with a 20-year-old on his team. Uh, it, it just doesn't look good for anybody involved. It makes Talos look like it makes Talos look like a brat. It makes Chino look like a dickhead. And it makes Cushing look like somebody who doesn't have any control over his team. And, and, like, and, 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 and Cushing said as much in the post-game press conference. That's something that needs to be settled in the locker room after the full-time whistle is blown. That's not something that should be playing out and on the pitch in a 1-0 game where there's still three minutes to play. That's not the time for it. I'm sorry. And I got shit on this for on Twitter, and I don't give a fuck. You can't change my mind. Right or wrong, right or wrong, Chino has no business getting into, getting into it with Talis Magno there. He just doesn't. Just don't do it. Wait until if you want to chew him out for his piss poor performance. Wait until you get into the locker room with the coach in the confidence and privacy of the locker room. Uh, what and, and that should stay in the locker room. We shouldn't even see anything like that. And also, listen. And it shows to me, and it's very telling to me. And I said this last night on Twitter. And once again, people fucking lost their top at it. But I don't give a fuck. That doesn't make you right. This shows exactly to me. Why Chino is not the captain of this team, and why, despite the fact that he's been available for this entire season, why Sands has t- has has manned the helm the last three games? That Chino has served as a vice captain under two regimes, if you want to call him that, for this club. He served. He was second choice captain with Ring. He was second choice captain with Sean. Now that Sean and Ring are both gone, and he's that still here, as well. uh, and he's still here. He's not. He's still not the captain, and this looks like a reason why. I don't think he has the fucking respect of a certain subsection of that locker room. I don't think he connects with the younger players on this team. Listen, do I respect Chino one hundred percent? Do I think he's a massive part of this team one hundred percent? Do I think that he's fit to be captain after seeing this? No, I don't. And now I see why Cushing was not too hot about it either and why guys like fucking alfredo morales and tiago martins who have been here for a cup of tea and james sands who's probably and 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 james sands who's among the youngest players on our team i see now why they've gotten a shot why why they've been getting a shot not so much tiago martins during the regular season but you know in the preseason and everything like that like i see it now i I think keaton parts as well he said in a press conference like he might he might be like one of the leaders in the, in the locker room i mean like 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 geo like like geo and i were talking about it like last night and and, and he was saying you know listen talos is a brat and everything like that and i'm like we all know that but we forget that he's fucking 20. chino is 34. that's a huge difference and you're not even a fully developed person at 20. to talos magno quite literally doesn't know who doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground He's a child, and he's a petulant child, and he, uh, and whether or not that could be coached out of him it, it is an entirely different story. That is not a saga that should be playing out for the world to see in a one-goal game with three minutes left to play. I'm sorry. So, you can't change my mind on that. I will not entertain it, what, and that's it. I just want to know what, what, what do you think should have been done in that situation then? Because 
what uh, you walk away. What Talis Magno? No, what, what Talis Magno did hurt our team. We're trying. Like it, Matt, it was a free kick, and he kicks the ball like 15, 20 yards away out of bounds. Like was it? Was the issue with Chino and didn't the issue with and Talis start before that when when Talis was showing to feet? For Chino and Chino decided that he wanted to keep on dribbling. Isn't that where that started? I don't even think that had to do do with it. No, I'm pretty sure that this had. I mean, that may have been where it started, but he was definitely really upset that Chino, that that Talis kicked the ball away. Out of the, the thing is, you let it go. It's a one goal game. You still have three. You're not even done with record like full time yet. Yeah, There's no. a time to do that. There's a time for that. If you want to talk about Talos and getting so like forty seconds and, or so left of regulation, not including stoppage time. If you want to talk to Talos about, hey, what were you thinking on that play? Like, what the fuck were you doing there? Like, I'm I'm tired of your shit, Talos. I'm tired of you being lackadaisical in, in in transition. I'm tired of you just thinking that you're hot shit. We know how much how talented you are. It's time to fucking show it. If you want to have that come to Jesus meeting with him, locker room. Don't do it on the field under any circumstances. All right, so under any, I'm, not I'm, as a leader, not as a seasoned veteran of the team talking with a young player. I'm gonna th- no. I'm gonna throw out a hypothetical here. What happens? What happens if that moment would have happened in like the in like the 55th minute? Like, so we still the, would have been just as dumb. We still have the rest of the game to go, and he, and that and like what like you need to nip that shit in the bud so that he doesn't continue to do stuff like that for the rest of the match. I'm not saying because it was the 90th minute that it was less, uh, less acceptable. I'm just adding some little context to it. If it happens in the first minute, it's dumb. If it happens in the 55th minute, it's dumb. If it happens in the 90th minute, it's dumb. It's a distraction, and it distracts other players. We're not thinking about that. A lot of people aren't thinking about that. But, but, but like other players, there's 11 players on the pitch. Two of them are in a fucking hustle on the pitch. And it, all, and it looked like it only got worse after full time where players were having the... Split them up. It's a distraction, unneeded, unnecessary. It's a distraction, and it shouldn't happen on the pitch. There's a time and place for that. If you want to do it in training, different story. If you want to do it at halftime, different story. If you want to do it at full time in the locker room, different story. All right, well, it, let's go around here. Let, let's see. Uh, so, who thinks that there should be some type of uh, some type of reciprocity and some type of um, I don't want to use the word punishment, but some, some, um, something. Who thinks something needs to happen with Talos this week to send him a message that this shit is unacceptable? Some authority. I I, I don't know. <laughs> you got somebody that, you, that that can play over Talos right now. Like he, I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I. I mean, he's he's too he's too important, which is it sounds bad. Are you willing? Are you, don't, are, you, don't are you willing to lose for the game? Are you willing? To, are you willing to lose to Charlotte in order to send that message to Talent? Like, are you willing to shoot yourself in the own foot? Are you willing to cut off your nose to spite your face? Well, yeah, Fuck but, it, but you why you not? also said that you're not that why upset not? about the loss in this match because you're not worried about losing matches in April or in April May. You were like that. You're more so worried about. No, I said I wasn't that upset about this loss because all it just shows is that we have a lack of depth right now. I don't think that we were tactically poor. I don't think that we. I don't I, like, like th- that's the thing. I don't think that there was anything that we could have done to make this result better. What we could have done was have a healthy Gabby and have a Kufre that wasn't be- that wasn't tired. I thought that would have made the difference. There, I don't think anything else would have made the difference. That's what I said. That's what, what I what, meant. What, what, what I said. How about said, not training? How about not training the actual like another actual? Once again, not a coaching issue, a front office issue. That's not that. That's got nothing to do with Cushion. Uh, Fine. Uh, uh, whatever. I mean, you brought you brought it up last. What about you, 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 
Cushing's on the phone with Columbus. No, 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 no. Cushing's on the phone with Columbus at 11.30 at night saying, hey, we got one. No, that's David Lee on the phone. It's not his... Cushing's job... Because you brought it up because you thought thought this was a good game for uh, Malt to come in. Yes, but what does that have to... First off, we're we're getting in the weeds here. We're talking about Talis and fucking Maxime Chanel. I think... Do, do you have to have a punishment? Maybe. But that's only if... I also think you got a week until the next week's game. There's time to handle it internally. And time to, and time to mend bruised egos or whatever the fuck dumb shit it is. Because at the end of the day, it's a fucking sport. I know it's a job. I know these guys get paid to do it. This is their livelihood. But at the end of the day... It's not that it's it it, it 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 just it was foolish. It was not a good thing. It's not a good look for anybody. Nobody looks better as a result of it. Dude, like that that's just period. That can, can, can you can you handle it internally during training this week? Maybe I would like I would hope for that to be the optimal solution. You know, get, like, like just have a talk with Talis. Like 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 well, first off, have a talk with Talis. Your performance has been woeful this season. You we we have a lot of equity and a lot we, we you're a huge investment for this club we have a lot of faith in you and right now you're repaying it with nothing you've this season you've done nothing i don't care what you've done in the past this season you've done nothing and you need to be better and you need to stop making these bullshit passes into space that you have no business making you need to stop with the you know the, the five-star techers bullshit you know like like can you become fucking Neymar? Maybe, but you're not him yet. You know, you're still no. you still got a you no. still got a long way. Shut up! You still got a long way to go, and you need to. And you, Maxime, there's a reason why your dumb fucking ass isn't a captain on this team because of the fuck you starting a fucking argument with a literal child on the pitch in the 90th minute when we're chasing a goal and we still have time to get it. You caused a distraction that didn't need to happen, and you complained that you got called out in your bullshit. You're both wrong. You both need to fucking don't fucking look at me like that. I will fucking leave right now. Wait, no, but you I'm, tell me. I'm, I'm looking. No, I'm looking. You know. complain because he got called out in his. Who got called out in their bullshit? Chanel? Palace Magno. Oh, yeah, but you were Palace Magno. I was talking. No, no, he's, he, it's 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 like a it's a scenario of uh, if I'm you were saying to set you them. are doing this, you are doing like, that. How, okay. He's he's essentially saying how how he'd handle the situation internally. There's a reason why you, who have spent your your the better part of your career with this club, is not captain, and there's a reason why you are getting called out on your bullshit. So you guys both need to fucking shape up, or I will bench the fucking both of you next week. None of you will even fly to Charlotte. I'll get Tony Alfaro and Andres Jason to take your places. At least they'll fucking try. Like, like, no, this is something that could absolutely be handled internally, and if everybody wants to put the, cross their arms and pout, then yeah, then you can start talking about maybe benching someone for a game or maybe leaving someone off the plane to the city altogether. It's something that I would prefer to be handled internally in the privacy of the locker room and the privacy of the training ground that doesn't need to spill over and doesn't need to become a big thing. Tempers flare, it happens, frustration boils over. It's what we Max do. And had a, like the exact same thing happened to them last last week. I mean, or not uh, last year. People make mistakes. Something, Maxie. Uh, uh, yeah, people... in Miami, where, where they had like a little argument on the pitch. Yeah, th- this and shit then, happened. And then after, and then after that, they they just they just squashed the beef and continued. Like it didn't happen. It, it's stupid, 
every single time it happens, but it's also petty. And it, it, it and, and it's usually small enough to where two players can work, work, work it out. I don't know if these two players are so diametrically opposed to where they can't mesh, can't like, you know, no mesh it out. In that case, I wouldn't even be worried about punishment. I'd be worried about shit. Who's still here this summer? Is it going to be a problem? Because we've talked about how clicky this team is in the past. Let me ask you something, Joe. Let me, I, 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 and I want you to answer me honestly. I want you to, I, I want you to put what Joe, whatever the fuck your last name is, uh, 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 what you would oh, do, or, or I want, I want you to take all your personal biases, all your personal opinions, and whatever else, and put it to the side. If you're GP, a young GP, Brazilian, tight with Talos Magno, don't even speak Chino's language, don't know what fucking corner of the world he's from, don't know, don't care about how long he's been at the club. Whose side are you taking in that situation? If if, if shit gets you know, if shit gets dicey between those two. Whose side are you taking if you're in GP shoes with his biases I mean, and his upbringing? I mean, GP's taking Talos' side just because they're both Brazilian and they speak the same language. I, 100%. Thank you. Who's Santi? Same age. Who's same side issue. Is, who's Santi? Well, whose side is he This taking? is the same concept as when we had the clickiness between the Scandinavians and, and the South Americans. I, mean, I, I, understand, I understand that we're not talking about just who eats lunch with who at training. We're talking about an issue, a potential issue in the locker room that could have the team split. Whose side is Santi Rodriguez taking? What about guys like Richie Ledesma who don't have... Side, isn't he? Well, yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine he has a lot more in common with Talos, and it's probably a lot more tighter with Talos than he is with Cheneau. Like, like these dynamics mean something. And, and, and like, what about guys like Richie Ledesma who just got to the club and don't have a horse in the fight? Uh, but what about I, I think Ledesma's guys... close with the other Americans. Chino's not American. But he speaks English. Uh, okay, but so, so what? Ledesma's been here for what, a month? It, 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 uh, surely he doesn't have... Like, maybe he's got a few players that he connects with, but do you think he wants to get in, in the middle of a situation like that? What about guys no. like... What about guys like Mitya Ilinich who also just got here, whose dynamics with anybody outside of Tavon Gray is still kind of a mystery? Like, like, like th this is something that can divide a I locker room. Unfortunately, the more talented players are going to be on Talos' side, whether we like it or not, whether it's right or not. The more talented players that we, uh, that we have on the squad will probably take Talos' side just because they're tighter with him. Than they are with this fucking old. But in reality, uh, in reality, they shouldn't because sure. Talos was dead wrong. There's no Talos was not. We're right. not talking about. We're not talking about reality, and we're not talking about who's right or wrong. I prefaced that with. I, I said that exact thing specifically. Right or wrong. Listen, here's the thing, Joe. If I see you getting, but this is a completely a hypothetical, and 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 this might be an extreme hypothetical at that, but I think it's relevant regardless. If I see you having a physical altercation in the parking lot at City Field, I'm not saying... It's a hypothetical, Joe, chill out. I'm not saying that you would ever have this. If I, ha if I, if I see you getting to a tussle, a physical altercation in the, in the parking lot at City Field, me, as your friend, am I going to ask questions and gauge the situation? Well, did he deserve it? Did he say some shit that was a little wild? Did he push the guy first before I intervene? And take a side and defend your honor? Probably not, right? No, we're from New Jersey, New York. We swing first and ask questions later. Exactly. And and we, 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 we got each other's back. It doesn't matter. 
that's that's the thing. Like right or wrong, like right or die. You know, like like that's how we roll. You know, like right or wrong. I'm not saying that Talos is right. That's not. As a matter of fact, I, it, uh, of the two people, I'm inclined to take Janot's side. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a dumb argument to have in a dumb in an even dumber part of the game to have it. Oh no, like I, it's never I fully a good agree. Time. The whole, the whole thing, thing was fucking time. stupid. But I, but I mean, yeah, like Janot barking at him and then Talos. But but I, I'm I'm more I'm more off put by Talos's like his his hand gesturing like like shut the fuck up yeah 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 and then he's like hey he, he's not he mature didn't, he didn't hold the middle finger but he was like moving his fingers and i guess someone fucking freeze framed and flashed at the exact moment that he had the middle finger up like it's not like he was just sitting there like demonstrative like with just like rocking his middle okay, finger but for like five minutes like you're comparing the maturity of a 34 year old grown-ass man to a 20 year old kid yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's young, not. It's not kid. like it's not a 20 year old kid who's like. It's not your typical 20 year old kid. He's a 20 year old professional soccer player. Like he like he's held to a little bit of a okay. higher, higher standard than some 20 year old walking down the street like Davi. Dude, does, dude, not all these guys are fucking model citizens. Not all of them are mentally there. Do we forget that Mario Balotelli was a thing for like 20 years? That guy was a fucking walking disaster. Like 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 fucking what, his own bathroom. What about guys You're like Zlatan, Ibra- Zlatan Ibrahimovic who are world class but just completely neurotic and unpredictable? I mean, there's a reason so, why they're not in CFG. <laughs> I, I, okay, but the thing is, they're also not like twenty-year-old wonder kids. I mean, I mean, listen. Uh, first off, Zlatan could have been part of the CFG system after Pep took over had he not disliked Pep at Barcelona. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. He, he doesn't get along. He get on with Pep. He doesn't like him. He likes Mourinho, but not Pep. But. Uh, uh, no, listen, this is a bad situation that could divide the locker room unless it's taken care of quickly. And I don't, listen, I don't care who's right or wrong. You're both fucking wrong for engaging in that fucking buffoonery on the pitch in a game where you're chasing a goal. It's the worst time to have it. There's never a good time to have a, a, a confrontation like that on the pitch. If you're seeing two teammates being separated by other teammates, it's never a good thing. Like Whether it happens in the first minute or the 90th minute. The 90th minute is probably worse than the first. When you're chasing a goal and a game uh, on the road in a game where points are still at stake, especially against a team like Toronto that didn't show that much quality, we shot ourselves in the foot. We were our own worst enemy last it, night. It didn't I don't show think... much quality. What the fuck did we show? We didn't show, didn't show shit. We made them look good. That's what I said, but so uh, um, we can just touch on the the Twitter. I had some people to comment on the Twitter. Our, our buddy Daniel Graham uh, from Ireland he commented uh, saying. Clearly, there's a lack of depth in the squad. Have we strengthened enough during the transfer window? Question mark. I think not. Very light on players and leaders. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, correct. I, I think that uh, I don't think that we strengthened enough in this initial transfer window, and I think that it's going to be. I mean, Christian, you've alluded to it on previous episodes that uh, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride until the uh, until the the primary or the secondary transfer transfer market window opens in July. But the good news I can't, I can't wait. I can't but wait. But the good news is that we're still a good team when we have our first choice options available to us. Because we also have to take this game with a grain of salt because we don't have Gabby, we don't have Kufre, and whether or not and, and the gap between those players and the players behind them is huge. And we also have to I, I think if we have GP and Kufre in the starting lineup last night, I think it's a completely different ball game. I think the complexion of this podcast tonight is completely different. Yeah. I legitimately believe that. I agree. Uh, so so and also, let's also remember that we're extremely effective at home. 
So as long as we can continue winning the games that we should at home in our house, it's not yeah, going to which, be hopeless. We won't, we, we won't be at home until May 27th. We have four away games left. So that's still if we're going to play like this, fucking brace yourselves. That's brace still yourselves because we're getting fucked again, just like we did in August. Still, we got fucked in August. That's still long before the July transfer window opens. We're going to have a few home games before then. We're going to have to deal with some, you know, we're going to have to deal with some growing pains no, no. on the road. We're, we're going to have to silver lining. Can, can, can I say something real quick? I'm sorry to cut you off. Go for it. All right. The, all right. the only silver lining, to, to kind of touch on that, the only, sil only silver lining is that we got, like, an insane home schedule from, like, late August to, like, late October. We have, like, seven or eight home games sprinkled in with, like, uh, like two or three away games. So even if we strengthen after – we're obviously going to strengthen in the summer. Even, even if that, like, worst comes to worst, we, like – if the last two seasons are something to like to base off of, we'll, we'll probably be just fine. We'll probably be just fine. We'll probably catch fire towards the end of the season. We have so many fucking home games towards the end of the season anyway, so we're probably going to finish high enough to host a couple of home games in the playoffs and um, see see where you go from there. Because if 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 we if we find ourselves down in the in the lower seats of the playoffs. And we and we strengthen in the summer. We're, we're probably going to be okay. We'll, we'll most likely be fine. Davi, I agree. Go ahead. I, I agree with what you were saying, but we are like one or two long-term injuries away from everything falling apart because of our depth. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's not, that's not, that doesn't make us much different than most MLS sides. To be fair, most MLS sides are about one or two injuries away from an absolute total crisis. I mean, but, uh, I mean, just I mean, just look at uh. Atlanta whenever Joseph was down. Like, they were fucking horrible. I mean, look at Atlanta this year whenever Almada's not playing. Just like, 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 this is not a unique issue like in, in this league. Like, we're not in a unique predicament. And also, mind you, it's, we're still... It's actually quite common that you think about I, it. And also, right now, we're only five points off the top of the East. We're not out of it yet. We, we, we've, we've done well enough in the early parts of the season, and a part of the season that none of us expected to do what well, to, to do decently in. Like, a lot of people were really down on us before the season started, and especially after that first Nashville game, we were kind of hopeless and kind of thought that this is a club in free fall. Turns out that we weren't, and we there is talent here. The problem is it's just a matter of can all that talent stay strong enough over the long haul to get us enough points until July when we can bring in viable backup options, when we can bring in a viable nine, when we can bring in maybe a left-footed center back if that's still a need, a dire need, uh, you know, at that time. speaking, this team needs, like, at least three signings. You need, you, you need a winger, you need a striker, and, a, and I would say a center back. Maybe one more midfielder, but I still... need a backup eight. I, I, yeah, you know, a mid, yeah, midfielder essentially. I'm not, I'm not getting into that again. <laughs> I'm not getting into that argument again. Uh, yeah, maybe you can get it back up. You also have to remember we have a solid bare, bare minimum, bare minimum three signings. You also have to, you also have to remember that there's only so many signings that we can make with the salary cap and everything like that. So we're gonna have to pick our priorities very quick. Uh, uh, a backup midfielder right now for me is at the bottom of like a top four priorities right now. The striker. I, I think the nine, the nine is like top priority right now. I, yes. Um, just, and, and, and I. Sorry. One more yep. Twitter comment from another former guest, Hawaii the Pigeons. Um, I, I my tweet my tweet asked how NYCFC fan was feeling. He said like crap. 
Hoping it was an outlier. I keep forgetting how young Talis is, but I still feel like he should be further ahead production-wise. I feel I feel that way too. However, we talked about this before last week, like before we tried the false nine thing with Santi and Ledesma and Gabby in there. Like, I hate to say this because I it, it, you, Joe is going to accuse me of cutting him with kid gloves, but I, I think this is just a reality. Uh, like. like you're only as good as the players in your immediate vicinity. Like, 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 like when Talis, when we're at full strength, Talis is very quality. Like that goal that he scored, like, like, um, against uh, who, who is it that we just uh, that, that we just thrashed last week? Um, Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Yeah, that goal that he scores doesn't only finish with him; it also starts with him with some really nifty play down that left flank. At, like passing under and, pressure and a, and, a, and a nice touch to settle it to kind of take a take himself away from the defender just to have an easy when, shot at goal. When at, when we're at full strength, Talis is a deadly weapon at our at, a, at. But when one thing is off, especially in the attack, he gets lost. But like, should he be further ahead? Maybe every single player kind of develops at their own pace. I mean, I think we would all hope that he would be further ahead. But we also have to know that we don't know like. You know, this is a kid whose development has been really, like, deterred even before he got here through both a very bad knee injury and also Vasco da Gama and most and a lot of other Brazilian teams basically falling the fuck apart economically and losing, like, a, a very key parts of their infrastructure and having to sell valuable weapons and, you know, in order to just stay afloat during in a post-pandemic world. So there's a lot of factors at play. It, does he share some responsibility? 100%. But I also don't think, like, he's also young. He's still very young. He's 20. Yeah. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of players that, I mean, that's really young. Yeah, I just mean, I mean, in terms of him being behind, like, so before the season started, I'd predicted him to, uh, to get 14 goals and four assists this year. Um, and, I mean, so far through 10 games, he has three goals, which... Optically doesn't look that bad, but like it's just the games that he doesn't score in, he's just really bad also and so it's like hard to No, yeah, no. He's 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 a player of extremes. He's either extremely good and looks like the best player in the league, or he looks completely like what the fuck is he doing? Like, I, would, like, I would also like to say two of those goals have been tappins from like six yards out. I don't want to get caught up on tappins because I agree with Doug Condon. A tap-in goal is the result of a very well-executed attack where everybody does their job and the goal is made easy. There's nothing wrong with a tap-in goal. There's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing being in the right place at the right time for a tap-in goal either. There's plenty of players, quality players, who have made a career that's, that's of true, doing just true, that. But, but uh, also, it kind of kind of shows that like he's not really like meant to like, but, but he's not, like, he's, score goals. But he's, I mean, he's, he doesn't really have shot power I think like that. never... But that's never been in his fucking skill set to begin with. That's something that we're trying to turn him into. We're trying to turn him into a goal scorer. Well, it's, it's, it's failing so far. I don't, I don't yeah, see but any, that's any, not I'm, his I'm not seeing any good results. Not, that's not his fault for not being a nine. That's the fucking... Co that, that is one issue that I will give you with Cushing. This Talos at the nine experiment, which I also think is being, in con is being done in conjunction with the front office. Uh, uh, like all, all truth be told I do think that that's something that they're in cahoots about that's not his fault he is not a 9 he has never claimed to be a 9 never he has never, he, and he's never wanted to be so we can't criticize him for not, for not excelling in a role where he is not meant to be playing 
Like, listen, we all love James Sand, but I guarantee if we tried to turn James Sands into a nine, it would be a very frustrating fucking experience for everybody involved. He, but, uh, he, he, he'd, he'd blast the, the ball into Rosette every time. Talis Magno has a lot of skills that what, like are very impressive to me. His goal scoring has never been one of them. Can he maybe act as a supplementary goal scorer in the attack? Sure. That's what he was doing under under Tati. That's what he did last week when Santi was playing at the nine. However, like there's there's a lot of things about Palace's game and a lot of things about his develop. This is also part of his development. He's a developing player, and we're, and we're trying to fuck with him. Here's the thing that people forget about Tati. Tati, and I've said this a lot of times, and I'm so tired of people trying to talk like, like about that the Tati experiment. There was no Tati experiment. Tati at the wing was an experiment on Dome Torrent's part. According to Tati's own words, and I swear this on my mother, I asked Tati face-to-face -face when I was still working at Hudson River Blue when he was going through a rough patch of form. I asked him, Tati, you know, like you've been playing at the nine since Abar went down with injury. I would, I would like to know what your natural position is. He, and he's like, he said in Spanish through a translator, I'm a nine. That's where I've always played. And that's where I can excel at. And I know that I can contribute goals to this club. That's what he said. He was never a winger. Dome Torrent tried to turn him into an inverted winger because remember, there was an interview with Dome Torrent when he took first over. When he first took over, he's like, I'm not really satisfied with the situation at the club that I've taken over. We have, we're trying to play inverted wingers, but we don't seem to have them. And turning Tati into a winger was kind of his experiment. And it wasn't until he started playing at the nine in 2019, which was also under Dome, by the way, where he started becoming productive. We hated Tati when he first came over in 2018. He was not a popular player. That, 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 that's, that's a bit harsh. Uh, no, it's not. Nobody likes Tati Castellanos. As a matter of fact, I remember people vehemently getting mad in the NYCFC supporters group whenever he would play a game in 2018 and even in tw early 2019. He only played like wasn't three or four games in 2018. That was when Villa he was behind David Villa in the pecking he order. Played eight, he played eight games in 2018. He scored He scored on his debut, so people were a bit bullish on him at first. But every subsequent appearance that he got, people got more and more cool on him. This is a fact that people, you can go back in your timeline, look up what people were saying about Tati Castellanos. They might not even have been calling him Tati at that time. I think they were still calling him Valentin at that time. That's how little we knew about him. Go back into your timelines on Facebook, on Twitter, and 2018, and see what they were saying about Tati. See what they were saying about Tati before the Minnesota game in 2019. And then Tati what, started playing at the nine more consistently. As like a two in 2019. Uh, yeah, didn't he score 11? Yeah, he scored 11, right? Scored 11. Uh, I think we, we had I think we had three players. I think Matrita scored 12 and Aver scored 15. I think we had three players on double-digit yeah. goals that year. Yeah. That's when he came into his own. He, and Talis is not that player. Talis is a legitimate winger who, the, who they tried to turn into a nine. And that, is, and bullshit, that, man. And that hindered his development, for sure. He spent an entire half a season. He, he, he played an entire half a season in 2022 and this entire preseason and the first part of this season as a nine when he's never been a natural nine. So no, I'm not going to fault him for that. He never wanted to play 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 there. As a matter of fact, I've heard but since that Tati, he never even wanted to do that. Since Tati's left, I haven't been impressed with him at a wing. 
So, I mean, who has he had to play with, that striker, though? Yeah, but Tal has had but, to but, but Tal prides himself on not needing support. He, does, he likes to do his little fancy, dancy fucking dance moves, and they've been coming Listen, off awfully. The thing is, it doesn't translate in a central position. It just doesn't. Not central It doesn't left. translate the same way. No, no, Joe. As soon as as soon as fucking as soon as Tati left, they immediately tried Abear. Abear was not a right fit for the system at all. We all can acknowledge that Abear. God bless him for his contributions in 2019. But post Dome Torrent, Abear was a fish out of water on this club, and nobody looked good when Abear came in. Everybody was looking poor. It wasn't. Um, then they tried Talis at the nine on a whim with. Moderate success, I guess you would have to say. I mean, we didn't fall we didn't fall apart at the end of last year. We actually had a huge recovery run and made it to the Eastern Conference Final. I know I'm sound like a broken record, but I have to keep on saying it. For anybody who thinks that last season was poor, all things considered, contextually speaking, we overachieved last year. And and this year, we're doing it again right now with the with the squad at its at, in its current state with zero depth. Like, 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 at one, at one, for a majority of the time, a majority of Talos Magno's performances at the left wing, barring one or two, have been at least good or decent. This season? Yes, at the left wing? Outside of striker? Yes. 100%. He's been underwhelming. I think he's been shit. Sure. But I think that's I think that comes down to just mismanagement. I think that, and also like the, we don't have a lot of quality in the squad. We don't have a true striker. There's nobody to serve to. That that fault that falls in the front office for not getting anybody. Yeah, but coming into the season, we, everyone, we everyone's clamoring and saying Talisman, Talisman, and they're also saying that he's going to get sold. Who? All, the talking heads, the pundits, man. Everyone's talking. Everyone, talking. everyone was talking about Talis. We were all talking about Gabi. Inside the fan base, we were like, no, Gobby's better, Gobby's better, Gobby's better. But everybody else, so, all they're talking about was Talis Magno. And he's, he's, no, he's I don't just not get, up to it. He's not up to it. He's not good. I, I don't want to get too caught up on this because I feel like we've gone on too long here. But I'm going to ask you an honest question. I also want you to answer this honestly. I mean, I, I want you to answer every question I ask you honestly. Do you, have, do you put any weight in what any pundit associated with MLS has to say about anything about NYCFC? Have we not learned anything about how little guys like Andrew Weeby and Gath, everybody outside of Matt Doyle, know about NYCFC? No, but that like when when you're scouting players, obviously you're talking to the club, but then every, everything else is just it's a it's it's hype around the around around certain players. That's how players get like that's how players move on and get sold. Oh, okay, but that's but that's but that's their fault. That's not Talis's fault. Talis isn't sending press kits to Andrew Weeby in his off time and saying. Build me up in the fucking MLS. Uh, do they even talk about NCFC uh, outside of the preseason predictions? Do they even talk about him? When they, uh, they talk about MLS, they, they, they mentioned they mentioned it one time on the podcast. Actually, no, they they made like the the, the extra time podcast. They, 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 uh, the title was like "Is NYCFC back?" and it was like Santi and uh, Talis at the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they 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 don't really talk about us in the MLS but, media. There has never been a single MLS pundit, whether it be, like I said before, Weeby, Gas, Carr, even Bogert. I don't think knows fucking their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to talking about this team. The The, the only the only guy on that fucking podcast that even has any is Doyle. That is worth listening to. 
and Doyle, he's the and, analyst. And Doyle, and Doyle has known, mind you, that Talos is not a nine for as long as he's seen him play. Yeah. Doyle has been talking about how poor Talos is at the nine. So you're talking about pundits and a hype machine built around people who don't know a fucking right of, who don't know anything about our club. They don't care about our club. As far as far as Gats and Weeby are concerned, we're talking about guys that post pictures with Red Bull kits on in their free time. These people are fucking bitch-ass motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck what they have to say about our club because they're predispositioned to hate us. Because we play in a baseball stadium. Small pitch. <laughs> Small pitch. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't care what these fucking people have to say. These are the same people that are still complaining about 110 by 70 field. Eight seasons, nine seasons in. I don't give a fuck about what Andrew Weeby or Gas have to say about fucking Talos at the nine. They don't even watch the fucking games. They don't. All right, they well, don't even watch the fucking games. The only saving grace is that going forward, our next match is against the 14th place team in the East, and the game after that is against the 15th place team in the in the in the, uh, in the East. Uh, so yeah, and which both of them are trap games, and if we play like this, we're gonna fucking lose both. They're both the way. The 15th place team in the East is the Red Bulls, by the way, right? And I believe yes. that would be last place in the East that as well. Correct. That yes. is the last place in the East. And, <laughs> and uh, I guess the other good thing is that is that both of those teams currently are are, are sporting uh, one win at home so far this season. Uh, so Yeah, and guess what? Toronto also had one win this season, and we became their second. So yeah, but take as that as, as you will. We're probably going to lose both because we can't right. fucking do shit on the road. All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Blind pessimism is just as bad as blind optimism. Okay. What, what, what's fuck? Here's I don't the thing. Give a fuck. It's uh, the fucking truth. The fuck okay. you. Avi, you've made it apparently. You've made it abundantly clear that you don't give a fuck. We know that now, by now. Here's the thing. We'll get more into it in the prediction episode. Yeah. So long as we have our so long as we have our our full force team available. We have something to talk about. If we don't, then it's a, it's I have a feeling. Gabby Prayer is going to be out for a while. It, 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 if we don't have our first choice team, I mean, I, I would imagine we get at least Kufre back next week. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what kind of improvement that makes. Uh, I'm not even. I can't believe I'm, that. I'm not even confident that Gabby's actually injured. I think I think it was a visa issue with him. I mean, they said Canada. he has a lower body injury. I mean, I would imagine that they would uh, like. I, I don't know. I, I think that's conspiracy. I I, I need to I'm see not, some evidence. I'm not confident. I, I feel like he's going to be out for a while. They were very clear about wh what his visa issues were preseason. If there was an issue with him getting into Canada, I'm pretty sure that would be an, an issue that they would be clamoring about, especially considering the fact that Gabby is one of their best players. Yeah, if he's out and, for a while, then they, they would like if he if, if he suffered some type of major injury in in in, in, in training, then we would know. Like we we would know about it. Like he'd have to have surgery. Like he'd be no. He I, I, I mean, no, would we? Would no, we? Everybody else in the league no, discloses their shit, like like when someone tears not their ACL or something like that. Not us. They're not just, they can't just hide like... the like if he suffered like some type of, of cruciate ligament or they some don't... type of ligament ligamental injury. Like we like they're not going to be able to hide they have, from us. They have no legal obligation to disclose any fucking injuries. NYCFC has always been painfully opaque when it comes to the status of players and their recoveries. The only time where it was kind of a little bit more clear was ronnie just because ronnie spoke a little bit more freely but nick cushing is definitely in the school of like like like, like in the school of P corpo talk yeah. like talking in like these like generalist platitudes oh you know like we're looking for like a good performance yeah. you know like, like coach, just coach fucking, which is why it's another reason why i fucking hate the man i i mean i mean i don't hate cushing for what he tells the press because i i wouldn't tell the press 
dog shit. I don't hate shit. him as a manager. I just, I just hate him as a manager. I, 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 I wouldn't talk to the press if I was a manager, honestly. Can I, if I can be completely honest, I'd be doing the exact same thing that Cushing is. If you have any weaknesses, hide them. If you have any insecurities, hide them. If there's anything that you're concerned about, nope, you're confident on it. You know, like you lie. Uh, and, and NYCFC, I mean, how long was uh, Frank Lampard dealing with a nagging, uh, ha- like a, a small hamstring injury? Like five months. Uh, remember Kyrie Shelton and his and, and his rookie season when he missed like three months of the season and we had no like, fucking idea why you know like like, like th- there's no obligation that the team team has like like other teams are a bit more forthcoming but we're not every other MLS team we're just not we're run completely different we're run with like uh, a level of European level secrecy which is understandable considering who owns it and what culture they're used to and accustomed to, and even the guys who are in charge at the level of manager and assistant manager, We're talking guys like Nick Cushing, Cleberson, you know, guys who, you know, who, who came up through systems like that. So, yeah, but we're, we're, we're never going to know how serious, we're not going to know how serious Gabby's injury is until like he misses like three weeks and then we're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sure he'll get asked about it this week. All right, well, after a 1-0 loss, which we really didn't have much to talk about, we found a way to talk about. <laughs> uh, we've now gone almost just under two hours um, on a 1-0 loss, which we were kind of impotent on offense. Um, I think this is as good a place as ever to wrap this up. Uh, we'll leave some of the more of these uh, talking points to the midweek preview episode for Charlotte. Um, anybody, anybody have any, any closing thoughts that they want to uh, put out into the uh, potosphere? I'm I'm good. good. I got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Let's yeah. just fucking wrap this up. All right, let's. Uh, I I say it's a it's a good idea to probably do the whole uh, Men in Black little light shiny thing and fucking forget about this shit yeah. and move on to Charlotte. Um, hopefully we have our players. Ho- hopefully Kufre um is is good to go again and Gabby is injury is isn't something that's gonna keep me out for weeks and months. Uh, because oh, it's called a, it's called a neuralizer. Neuralizer, you know, swine. Yeah. <laughs> neuralizer. <laughs> neuralizer. All right. New York is, was, and will always be blue because the Red Bulls we are, are fucked. fucking Red Bulls are in last place and they can fucking stay there. Yeah. New York New York it could be worse. It could always be worse. We, we could be RS, we, we could be SKC or the Red Bulls. We are not, so they could always be worse. We're, we're we're losing all four road games, so we're fucked, guys. Oh my god, dude. Catch you guys on Wednesday. Peace.